Hello pod, I'm Chris Hewitt and welcome to a brand new show called The Great Unwatched, brought to you in association with Just Watch, the ultimate movie and TV streaming guide. Fancy watching a film but you don't know where to find it? Just Watch has you covered. Install the app now on your iOS or Android device. That's the science bit out of the way. Uh, but Just Watch is fantastic and because we are powered by Just Watch for this this very, very special episode, which may be the start of a new recurring series here under the umbrella of the Empire Podcast. That's up to you guys. Uh, let us know if you want more. We decided to use Just Watch, the service to help us craft a show. So in case you don't know, Just Watch is, a, is an app. Basically, it means you'll never again have to spend ages faffing around looking for a film. So if you're with your friends and you fancy watching a movie, but you don't know where to find it, then Just Watch will help you out. So it will tell you where to find the film you want to watch, where to stream it, or where to buy it. And in the UK alone, it has access to over 90,000 films and TV shows. The, the, the details of those shows and where they are in its database. And it consolidates them all into one app. It is absolutely terrific. Uh, and because we're powered by Just Watch for this episode, we decided to use that service to help us craft this show. The idea is very, very simple. I'm joined by my two colleagues of such lethal cunning, Helen O'Hara. Hello. James Dyer is here. Hello. That You sounded human. I know. I'm doing a good impression of one, aren't I? Yeah. 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 Because you sounded speaking, like you were on the verge croak. of death. I am previously. wearing my human skin suit today. So. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> you know not why we cry, but it's something you can never do. Uh, we're, I'm joined by Helen and James. And the idea is we're going to program a day's viewing. Imagine a scenario where we have gone round to one of our houses. Mm. Um, or oh, one of your houses. One of our Unbidden. houses. Our one of in houses. the walls. Yes. James lives in the walls of my of my flat. Uh, we've gone around to James's house because he's got a garden. It's a lovely, it's a lovely place. Mm, it is. Uh, we're not going to give away the postcode. James is very, <laughs> very protective of his privacy for well, some reason. Every sunrise, like the Black Fortress in Krull. So you know. how do you find it? Well, yeah. it rises tomorrow. I'll give you this here in the Iron Desert. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, where it will I stay actually, until the sun's there and the sunrise of the following day. James, I Hattie. actually live in Hull's Moving Castle, so you can't come to mine either. Really? Mm, just walks around. Yeah, just got legs. Around. Wow, it really does. Good film and book, but not one of the films we'll be talking about because everyone has seen it. I should hope because so. Classic film and all that. Anyway, the idea is: imagine we're all going around to James's gaff. Uh, James is uh, he's putting on some snacks. We're going to program a day's viewing. There are six slots up for grabs: eleven o'clock, one o'clock, three o'clock, five o'clock, seven o'clock, nine o'clock. So we're home in time for the last tube. We're each going to nominate a number of films that we think are obscure or perhaps completely unseen, and that the others in the room and that most of the people listening at home will also haven't seen, but which are worthy of discovery and worthy of your time. Hence, the great unwatched. Whoa. I know. Simple, huh? Mm. So, very, very simple idea. We're going to take each slot as it comes. We're going to each nominate a film that we think should be worthy of discussion. Then we're going to vote for the film. And then at the end of it, we're going to program the film we think is the best one to go for that slot. Uh, and then at the end of it, we're going to look, we're going to look at the end of the day's viewing and make sure that everything tallies up All and right. everything works and that, you know, that, that we're not watching a horror at one o'clock in the uh, in the afternoon. Why not? When it's bright sunshine. That's fine. Be, That's the, the best, dark. best way to watch a horror film because then you don't get scared. <laughs> Sorry, James. Don't Helen and I here get... to, are here to cuddle you and protect you. <laughs> oh, that's fine then. <laughs> well, you might be. I'm not. I'm not. I'm okay. <laughs> All right. So it's 11 a.m. It's 11 a.m. What, what have you? What have you brought? What films that are unseen <sighs> or unwatched have you brought for discussion and for consideration? I will say one thing that is true, and I, I went through all of this stuff, and it's amazing what you can find on streaming. It actually astonishes me the amount of stuff which you would not think is streaming and actually is streaming. That said, I went back through my annals of sort of like early 90s straight-to-video shit that I really enjoyed back in the day. And I think, you know, it's a real shame that something like, I don't know, Prayer of the Roller Boys has not been <laughs> rescued by the BFI and sort of enshrined in some kind of museum somewhere. Who doesn't want to see Corey Haim fight white supremacists on rollerblades? Who doesn't want to see that? So, and and yet it seems to have been lost, lost to the, lost. To the, to the mists of time. You ask for miracles, Theo. I give you the BFI. <laughs> if anyone from the BFI is listening to this, and I know that this is a must listen for you guys, uh, then please resurrect the prayer of the roller boys. I mean, or don't. <laughs> There's only one rollerblade film. Did you hear film. the plot? Yes. Yeah. It's got Patricia Arquette in it. No, no. There is only one rollerblade film worth watching, and we all know that that's Hackers, which is streaming, 
So that's there. Ooh, you can get that. Acid burn, Helen. Yeah, well, mess with the best, die with the rest. That's, that's what reference. I say. Yeah. I like, no, is good. Haggis is a good choice. And good. I, I wonder how many, because it feels like something people would watch, because Angelina Jolie's in it. Yeah. It was her, and were her and Tommy Lee Miller together when Johnny they did Lee that. Miller. I think that's where they met. It's where they met. Yeah, okay, yeah. so that's what got them together. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a very early, early film for um, London-based VFX companies. It was one of the first films, I think, that Paul Franklin worked on. Okay, example. I didn't know that. Um, so, you know, it's great. It's really fun. Except computers don't work um, that way. Um, <laughs> on any level. <laughs> Isn't there a bit where like there are two computers fighting over VHS tapes where he's like having a little hack thing about what they're gonna put on I the mean, TV? Let's be honest here, hackers is terrible. No, it's terrible. Come it's on. a terrible film. It's a terrible film. It's a milestone. Crash, override. What was his other one? Zero cool. Zero Sexy cool. cool. Zero, Zero cool. cool. Okay, there we go. I no, you're you're both wrong. Well, and I'm this has already gone off the rails because <laughs> somehow we're talking about films that we're not considering. So, so, so this, are you overruling hackers? Mine could be considered. Mine is streaming. I have found it on Just Watch. It's are you saying hackers? On, I'm saying the hackers. The well right known now. and quite Look, popular <laughs> film. It hackers. wasn't one of my original suggestions, but given that that James came with his ridiculous. Look, it's opponent. no prayer of the Roller Boys, but I'd watch it. Why is he still saying this is the gone name of very this badly. All right, Jimbo, what is your actual suggestion for the 11 o'clock slot? All right, for the 11 o'clock shot, slot, slot, hang on, let me just hold, hold, please. Hold, please, caller. Hold, please. That's where I can cut these bits out. My nomination for this particular slot is Zero Effect, the Jake Kasdan film, uh, and that, that's what, that's what I'm, I'm mooting. Have either of you, or both of you, watched Zero Effect? Which one is that? It's one of those titles it's, that does uh, not... It's Bill Pullman yeah. and Ben Stiller. Yeah. Oh, no, I've just read about it. I haven't seen it. Okay. It's a 1998 film. Uh, I want to say it was Jake Kasdan's... Was it his first it as is, director? It is his first it's film. Directorial yeah. debut. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it stars Bill Pullman as the world's greatest detective, Daryl Zero. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And he's investigating a Blackmail case. But it's uh, first of all, it's a really nice kind of like detective thriller, which I have not seen in a very, very long time. But the main thing I remember about this was that way, 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 way back when all we had was physical media, before the glorious new age of streaming. Um, Jake Hasen didn't believe people listened to director's commentary. So in his director's commentary, he said he would say a specific word every 10 to 20 minutes or so, and it would make a sentence. And if anyone came up to him on the street and said this sentence to him, he would donate, I can't remember, let's say a million dollars, it wasn't a million dollars, to charity. Uh, And that sentence was, that spooky rumbling is a distant timpani. So if you ever see Jake Hasen, go up to him and say that, and he will give you something. I wonder how many people have said that to him over the years. Oh, I'm sure. But the thing is, I was about to say, oh, loads must have done. But then these are people who have, A, seen Zero Effect, B, liked it enough to buy the DVD, and then C, liked that enough to have listened to the commentary. So I reckon it's probably just me. Okay. Quickly taps it in to Just Watch. It is available on Amazon and Apple. Oh, and more. It's on, it's on Apple TV. You can rent it. You can rent it on Chile. I don't know what that is, but you can rent it on there too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and YouTube and Amazon. All and right, you can buy okay. it in these places as well. So that's very exciting. Okay, that's Zero good. effect. That's Jake good. Has Zero it. effect. All right. I will. I, what we'll do is we'll take your nominations for each, each slot and then at the end we'll go through it and we'll decide sure. which one's going to win each slot. Okay, so, so it's, it's, it's a contender. It's a contender. Zero effect. Okay. Zero effect yeah. is a contender. Okay. Uh, I think also for these things to work in the room, at least one of us in this room has had to have not seen the film. I have seen Zero Effect but Helen not. has not there you go Zero Effect is in it is safe good okay. neither of you have seen Prayer of the Roller Boys I'm just saying this is very true oh god give her his strength <laughs> Hell's Bells what's your what's your 11am so contender I was going to suggest that we start at the beginning kind of thing with a really old film now this is technically a classic and many many people listening to this have probably seen it but I reckon at least one of you idiots hasn't seen it Okay. Here in the room. That so doesn't seem I'm unlikely. I'm going to suggest safety last. No, Helen, it's safety first. You've no, got that wrong. It isn't. <laughs> no, so, no, the saying is safety first. Because if it's safety last, then the, the bad thing would have happened Correct. and you'd be safe after the fact. So it doesn't make any sense. Exactly. So this film's automatically nonsense. Look, my point is it's an amazing silent comedy. It's a Harold Lloyd film. It's the one, the very famous images of him hanging off the. the 
arms of a clock. But you're doing the classic thing here. This is a classic thing, which is, you know, if you choose any film made before 1975, Jim <laughs> here James won't have seen it. James wouldn't have seen it. Well, I know this. Also, also, fun, you know, I've got Dolby Atmos sound system. What do I want a silent movie for? Why am I watching that? He's gone full, he's gone full um, Ralph Brown from Whitney at the moment. That's, that's oh your voice. Like, what, 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 what do I want to do? That? It's well, a Cambo or Carrot. Oh my God. Look, my point is, it's an amazing, amazing film. It's from 1923. It still holds yes. up. Um, and and it's hilarious. Is it in surround sound? <laughs> they, they do put like some music on these films, you know. You absolute heathen! Oh dear lord! Are there rollerblades in it and or white supremacists? There actually are. <laughs> That's not true. There, well, there are roller skates. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. No, there aren't rollers blades technically, but look, there's oh, a like man a pair of the roller boy. <laughs> I swear to God, if one of you mentions that one more time. <laughs> Mention it, I'm going to put it on. <laughs> you can't, it's not on just one. Admittedly, that idiot. is the problem. That's why you can't make that the joke I should this qualify by episode. saying this in no way reflects poorly on Just Watch because were it on a streaming service, they would 100% be able to find it because they're very good that way. It's just that for reasons that are unclear to me, it's not on any streaming service. You are literally undermining the entire point of this ridiculous endeavour. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of my MO, is it not? No. <laughs> All right, so I'm putting safety last into the bin, the bin of consideration. Oh, okay. yes. I was, yeah. I was Sorry, I should, I, I, the, the, the choice of the word bin was very poor was, there. Yeah, very poor. Uh, all right, so I'm putting it into the tombola of consideration. <laughs> uh, so, zero effect and safety last. Now it's my turn. Right. My turn to suggest something. And I want to start off with, um, I'm going to start off with noises off. Ah. Noises off. Regular listeners of the podcast will know I have mentioned this film once or twice, particularly when Peter Bogdanovich passed away last year and we were talking about his great movies. And I said, Oi, Noise is Off. Uh, so Noise is Off is a film adaptation of the play, the classic West End farce by Michael Frayn, which famously depicts the um, a classic West End farce on stage in the first act. Uh, but things go horribly, horribly wrong. And then the second act, you get to see behind the scenes as things get even worse. And there's lots of infighting between the actors and the production crew and all that sort of stuff. Very, very, very funny. Uh, Peter Bogdanovich, who knows his way around a farce, as anyone mm-hmm. who's seen What's Up Doc would know. Uh, he made a an adaptation of this in, I want to say 1991, maybe 1992, uh, produced by Frank Marshall. And when I say all-star cast, I mean all-star cast. Michael Caine. Christopher Reeve, Mary Lou Henner, Carol Burnett, Denim Elliott, John Ritter. I mean, a lot of these people are now sadly late and great. Uh, but it is a fin- Mark Lynn Baker from Perfect Strangers. Julie Haggerty. Oh my oh, God. What a sold. cast. I'm sold. What a cast and one of the funniest films I've seen. Uh, it is every single time I watch it, and I watch it quite a bit. <laughs> it makes me laugh repeatedly. There's some masterful physical comedy in this, particularly from John Ritter, who at one point takes a face plant fall down a stairs. Could your Harold Lloyd do that? Yes. No, he couldn't. None of them can match up to the mastery of John Ritter. And if you like <laughs> Michael Caine exploding in anger, this is the film for you. Uh, it is a tremendous, tremendous comedy. So I'm going to stick noises off in there. Let me just put it into the Just Watch a Tron 2000. Uh, and it's available to rent on Amazon and YouTube. Mm. YouTube. YouTube. <laughs> maybe that's how it's been pronounced all these years. Maybe. Maybe maybe Bush is the, the owner of YouTube. 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 Mm-hmm. So there we go. Noises Off is in at 11 a.m. All right, let's move on to 1 p.m. Hang on, hang on. No, no, no. no in the bin. No. In the, in the, in the, okay. in the tombo it of misunderstood. It definitely doesn't have a slot yet. You've misunderstood. Okay. But it's totally going to win. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. Okay. 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 One p.m. Helen, what have you got? One p.m. Uh, how about? Okay. I don't know if if this is obscure enough for what we're talking about. But again, I feel like at least one of you won't have seen. Don't be oh. ridiculous, Helen. Endgame is the highest grossing movie of all time. <laughs> but actually, I'm a cheerleader. Not, uh, Avatar. That is, is true. The actually, highest yes. grossing movie of all time. <laughs> Just let me know when you're done. And all. Hey, carry on, Helen. Was it Avatar or Endgame? Sorry, I, I'm. I, couldn't quite hear. Was it Teen Wolf 2? Oh, no, but I like that. <laughs> I was going to suggest, but I'm a cheerleader. How are you spelling but? <laughs> Just one T. No, I'm not interested. No. Um, <laughs> but I'm a cheerleader is actually, uh, has been adapted into a musical recently. So it's actually currently on stage, but it is a classic of, it's kind of a classic gay rom-com, but in a weird way, because it's about a, a 
cheerleader who falls in love with a, another girl and then is sent to pray away the gay. Right. If you will. So it's an unlikely subject for comedy, but it's also brilliant. When did this come out? I'm going to say the I'm going to say the 90s. I think it was the late 90s. Natasha yeah, Leon, right? Yeah. Natasha Leon. I was I wasn't sure if it was 99 or 2000. So this is the this is the movie Lovett she Lynch. made around the time just after American Pie, if I'm right in yeah. thinking. So this was yeah 1999. Um, uh, the Natasha Leon's basically follow up to American Pie, or at least the American yeah, Pie series. Um, and yeah, it's just got it's got a really good cast. It has, as I say, become an absolute cult favorite. You've got. Claire Duval in there, mm-hmm. Kathy Moriarty, RuPaul, Eddie Cibrian, Melanie Linsky. I'm wondering you if had I've me at seen Eddie Cibrian. I know. <laughs> I, I may have seen this. It's one of these things where it feels like I could have seen it. It also feels like I would have seen it, and I can't quite tell if I Aha, have. But seen you can't say for sure. Therefore, it qualifies. <laughs> therefore, I'm okay. I can tell you unequivocally, I haven't seen it. Okay, it's good. I think you'd like it. Genuinely. All right. Who directed it? Uh, Jamie Babbitt, who has Jamie mostly Babbitt. worked in like high-end TV since. So she did Russian Doll again with Leon, um, but she did Gilmore Girls. She worked on Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, mm. Malcolm in the Middle, United States of Tara, you name it. Okay. So, yeah. And it's available? Where's the streaming? It is available. It is. I didn't write it down. Oh, for goodness sake, Helen. I mean, all we ask is a basic ground level of professional. Just a level really? Because uh, you pause for like five minutes <laughs> Just a smidge of okay. competence is all I ask. <laughs> So it's streaming on IMDb TV, which is definitely a thing I knew existed. And on Virgin, you can rent it on Amazon and Apple and Sky and Rakuten as well. Or okay. All right. Okay. But I'm a cheerleader is in the consideration cove. Okay. That's what, that's what I'm calling it now. Cove. It's in consideration it's got the cove. cove. Right. Fine. Uh, Jimbo. All right. I am going to put it out there. Now, I, oh, I'm almost certain Chris will have seen this because it's there the kind of nonsense that he would watch. Seen. Helen is my wild card here because she may not have done. And it is Gregory Wyden's The Prophecy. Oh, come on, man. I know. It's it's fine. You've seen it. Pretty sure I've seen it, but let me tell me more. Tell Tell, tell me more. Tell me. No, it's not a musical. Like, does he Um, have a car? Yes, no, it stars Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken. Angel Gabriel. I can't do it with this throat. Um, (laughs) It also stars Viggo Mortensen as Lucifer. Uh, Eric Stoltz is in it. Amanda Plummer's in it. Virginia Virginia Madsen's in it. And it essentially uh, about angels. But they're twats. Angels. Oh, and like supernatural. Demons. Yes, basically like that. So so it's there's a murder and uh there's a, a homicide type thing, and Gabriel comes down and starts saying things like, I killed babies while their mamas watched. And he's the- <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he's an instrument of divine uh, you know meanness uh, but there've been there, there's, I think there's like 15 of these films there's probably like three but there have been a bunch of them I'm fairly excited Christopher Walken's in most if not all of the sequels uh, so it did quite well now I, I always thought of this as a straight to video release because I think I discovered it in the 90s on Sky but actually because it's a 1995 film but I, I don't know that it was like it, may, it feels like given the people in it it probably did get a theatrical release um, but it's cool like I like the idea of Evil Angels I think it's quite a fun it's quite a fun little film um, and let me just check the screening, the streaming gods. It is streaming. It does not exist in the same hinterland boop, as boop, 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 Timeless boop, boop. Classic Prayer of the Roller Boys. Good God. Uh, instead, the prophecy can be rented on both Apple TV and Chili TV. Again, a thing that I'm very familiar with. But it's also on, you can stream on IMDb as well, uh, which is the ad supported one. So you need to pay for that. Um, and you can get it on Amazon too. All right. Streaming all, right. Okay. all over the place. Angels everywhere. I all think right. technically I have seen it, but I remember it so little that let's just call it a no. But I think it was part of my like, let's watch all of the horror movies. <laughs> let's watch all the horror movies and let's start with this incredibly famous film. About well, no, but it was not incredibly famous, but like it was on the shelf in the yeah. in the store. That's, that's, that's fair. Okay. Okay. I'll give you that. All right, but I'm a cheerleader and the prophecy. Uh, this is an interesting slot. 1 p.m. This might be the time I take lunch. <laughs> a long lunch. Uh, 1 p.m. I'm going to suggest, I'm going to suggest, I'm going to suggest Miracle Mile. Miracle Mile. I can see from the blank looks in your faces that neither of you know no, what this is. No, it's just going to be one of those things where I just won't remember it. Again, right, it's on. one of those names that's not helping me. Yeah, it's Miracle Mile is a film from 1988. It is not wildly generic, you moron. No, just the name. Um, okay. Just the name. Right. Talk to me, Goose. 
funny that you should say I that, know, James, Anthony because Edwards Anthony in it, yeah. Edwards is in it. <laughs> Ooh, I like it. Did you know that or did you just Google it? I did know that. Yes. Okay. All right. So, um, uh, so Miracle Mile is a 1988 movie. It is written and directed by Steve DeCharnat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would say that it's, it's fairly timely, although perhaps not in the way that we would all like, because it's about the nuclear destruction of the world. Uh, and <laughs> basically, it is a love story, which then segues into something much darker in the second half of the film. Anthony Edwards plays an ordinary guy who he's a jazz musician and he hooks up in L.A. with Mayor Winningham. Right, mm-hmm. and they have this lovely meet cute day, and they go around and they just fall absolutely in love with each other. They arrange to meet at the diner that night. He oversleeps, if I remember rightly. Uh, he goes to the diner, there's a group of people there, different, all walks of life. Uh, outside, a phone is ringing. He goes and answers it. It is a wrong number, it is a number that has been dialed by a panicked soldier in a nuclear bunker somewhere who basically says we've done it we're going to war nuclear war the missiles are in the air the first one will hit LA in 90 minutes he thinks he's calling his dad Anthony Edwards doesn't know whether this is a real thing or not but slowly but surely it becomes apparent that well, even if it isn't real the panic begins to spread through the city and he has to try and find a way out of the city and he has to try and find a way to reconcile and find Mayor Winningham as society devolves all around him. Uh, so the second half of the film is a very, very sweaty, claustrophobic and panicked real-time thriller. This is a fantastic film. It is very, very influential on movies like Cloverfield. It is very, very timely for all the reasons that I said earlier on. Uh, and it is a, a film that we should absolutely watch early in the film because even when it bums us out and it will bum us out, we can go to a comedy at 3pm. <laughs> this is This is not the light uplifting watch that the first half of the film might have you think uh. but there is a happy ending to this movie there is a happy ending to this movie folks in that Anthony Edwards and Mare Winningham reconnected recently yeah. in real life and fell in love and in real married. life and Did now they? they're a yeah. couple that is the real Miracle Mile that is the real Miracle wow, Mile right there yeah. alright so I'm going to put Miracle Mile right, in uh, uh, for consideration is- at 1pm. On, on a level of depressing, is this like the time we all got together and watched Threads? It's not far off. Okay, okay so 3pm. Uh, I'll go first go. on this one. I'm going to go cheery. I'm going to, because yeah. I, I feel that, that, you know, we need to have a, maybe a, a pick-me-up after the unrelenting horror of But I'm a Cheerleader. Uh, so, hey. I'm kidding. And so I'm going to go for uh, Peyton Reed's much-overlooked 2003 Belter Starring Ewan McGregor and Renee Selweger, Down with Love. I feel like all of us have surely seen that. Yeah, I feel like you're the one who's seen it the most, though. Well, yeah, I've obviously (laughs) seen the most, but you know, you're both men's men, ladies' men, men about town. So, you know. I can't put it in then. I can't put it in if it's it's not the great unwatched. It's It's just great. It's not in this room, but it is great. great. It is great. Yeah. Fantastic film. But I, well, I could suggest a rom com, though, if that would help. I've got a couple of options. Okay. Okay, so we could have Kissing Jessica Stein. Have you guys seen this? I have, yes. Yeah, Chris, however? He's thinking. He is thinking. He's unsure. Don't think so. Okay, so Kissing Jessica Stein is good. It is good. It is good. It is the story of a woman who has been dating in New York for a while and is understandably depressed by the entire thing because it is dating is a nightmare. Dating is, is horrifying and the worst thing in the world. So she decides to, you know, widen her field and start looking at dating women as well as men. And she finds someone. She finds Helen, not no relation, um, played by Heather Jurgensen. Uh, Jennifer Westfield plays Jessica. Um, and they click and they hit it off. And the problem is that she still isn't, you know, entirely at home with her gayness. It's very good. Um, it is cheery and it is funny. Okay. Kissing Jessica Stein will go in consideration cove. All right. I found something. Yep. Seems like old times. Seems like old times. So this is a Chevy Chase Goldie Hawn film that isn't foul play, but it is based uh, on a Neil Simon. In fact, Neil Simon wrote it. Uh, it's a comedy. Chevy Chase basically plays a guy who is a fugitive framed for a crime he didn't commit, uh, who ends up living, although not entirely with the knowledge of the people who are in this house, in his ex-wife's house. She's now married to Charles Grodin. So you get some famously grumpy stuff from Charles Grodin. You get the nice little reconciliation rom-com thing going on with Chevy Chase and Goldie Hawn as well. And this is a film I, I loved whenever I, I saw it as a kid many, many, many times. So I'm going to suggest it seems like old times. I'm not sold. Okay. Sounds boring. <laughs> See, I have a few on here that I want to suggest, but I'm worried that you've seen them. 
Well, try us. And that's going to ruin it. Come on. Okay, well, I know, because the thing is, the one that I really wanted to do, but unfortunately, because we discussed it beforehand, I know that you've seen it, which is, of course, Pump Up the Volume, which we discussed. Which is, indeed, which is fantastic. Christian Slater, Samantha Mathis, which I love. Chris, you've seen Pump Up the Volume, right? Yeah, uh, yes. Maybe not? Maybe not? Is it in? Maybe not. Maybe not. Yes, yes. Victory for me. Okay, so this in which Christmas later plays like a, a mysterious DJ called Hard Harry or Happy Harry Hardon. And uh, he's at high school and he's kind of a bit of a loser and he's a very shy guy. He doesn't talk to girls. But when he goes home, he has his ham radio that his parents got him so he could talk to his friends back east. And he broadcasts his pirate radio, sort of talk radio station. We talks about the school and the people and he's very disaffected. And he talks about really dark things like, you know, like suicide and depression and what it's like to be a teenager in a small town. And gradually this sort of his infamy grows and he becomes this celebrity around the school but no one knows who he is until they do um and it's great and i watched it just so many times uh when it first came out which is i what is it i'm gonna say like what mid 90s is mid 90s yeah, isn't it yeah first half of the 90s because he looks like 15 in it so it's it's it was a while ago yeah it was but, kind of peak christian slater era yeah though, very it? much yeah. so very much so like great music great film just you know great a lot of leonard cohen in it yeah, I'm, I'm not sure it goes so far as like great, but it was fun. Helen, it's part of a it's part of a place. <laughs> At in least time. it had sound, Helen. Oh my god! See, pump up the volume, which is what your uh-huh. mum could have done. All right, so pump up the volume is now in the consideration cove. We move on to five p.m. Jimbo, let's go back to you. What's Ooh. your What's your choice for five p.m.? Oh, I've got so many different ones. I don't even know I, where to. Oh, this is so difficult. I have basically. Right, I have a, you think I'll, no, I'll no, suggest no, one? No, no, you do not get to steal my spot, Helen. What? I won't let you do it. Wow. I see. I would steal Chris's one, but I'm going to save it for him because I know that he wants to do that particular one. So which one do I want to do? The hidden. You want to do the hidden, so I will not steal the hidden. I don't want to do the hidden. You don't want to do the hidden. Of course, I want to do the hidden. Back no. off. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, who are oh, you? What have you done with Chris? Yeah, well, exactly. See, I, uh, Palmy thinks I should. I should. I feel I owe it to Kurt Vimmer to do Equilibrium, but I'm not going to do it because I know you've seen it. And I think Helen's probably seen are it. Are you kidding? I've seen it multiple times. Well, there We've we go. Long discussions about so it. So it won't be Equilibrium. Also, and not be funny, I watched Equilibrium again during lockdown and it hasn't aged that brilliantly. So maybe we'll leave Equilibrium. I might say, I might say... And it again, shouldn't be this difficult. Okay, Dark City. I want to go with Dark City. Are you kidding me? Of course we've seen Dark City. You okay? Fine. I can't do Dark City. I, but I think a lot of people haven't seen Dark That's City, true. and That's I think true. they should see Dark City That's true also. because it's fantastic and it features Psychic Rufus Sewell. And all films are improved by the presence of Psychic Rufus Sewell. Um, it was Alex Price's follow-up to The Crow, and it's dark and it's gothic and it's sci-fi and it's deranged, and it has Kiefer Sutherland as an evil scientist, and he can tune. He can tune which means he can alter the city with his mind and it all takes place in space and it's I mean it's, it's batshit it's absolutely batshit it's not batshit on the level that like knowing while we're on the Alex Proyas thing knowing is also batshit because it has a flaming moose and all films should have a flaming moose in them but I think more people have seen knowing than Dark City perhaps what do you reckon? Yeah Ooh. Chris stopped listening a while ago <laughs> No I th- uh, mm. But then but like Dark City has been a cult for longer is it just like a cult of us? Like I'll, I don't know, is it, it an be, actual cult? All I know is that anytime I say how great knowing is, people beat me with sticks. Really? But it's yeah. great. It is great. Did I you mention the Flaming Moose? Uh, it's not number one on my You're list. You're going to say it's an elk. Why? I think you found it's an elk. Yes. But it tastes great. embarrassing for you. Yeah, I love it. I love it. But um, no, I'm not going to. So we're disqualifying all of my proeses on the count that you've both seen. All right, all right. Okay, <laughs> I, I can try another one. I'm going rogue. The Last Supper. Which, the, which Do you remember the, the Last, last supper? supper? Cameron Diaz, Bill Pullman. That's the one. That's the one where the whole thing is, and I can't remember exactly how it starts because I've not seen it in about 25 years, but they, uh, the idea is that they invite shitty people over for dinner and then poison them. This <laughs> and, is true. And it's the Last Supper. And the whole thing is they'll invite some heinous person with horrible beliefs over for... Or not just horrible beliefs, someone who's done something awful. And they invite over to this lovely dinner and they cook them and they poison them as part of it. And mm-hmm. that's their way of, you know, separating the wheat from the chaff, thinning the herd. Nowadays, of course, they just give them a multi-million dollar podcast deal. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> wow. I know. Uh, so, Helen, 5 p.m. Yeah, I was going to suggest Belleville Rendezvous. Okay. AKA the triplets of Belleville. It's an yeah. animated French movie from Sylvain Chaumet. Um, it is it's gorgeous. It's about this um, funny little old lady called Madame Souza who has to raise her her grandson, Champion, who's been left an orphan. Oh, the Wonder horse. horse. Sure. And, <laughs> and like, uh, he he basically, he's really struggling. Obviously, his parents have died. He's he's a very sad little oh, boy. No. And she, she tries to, you know, get him excited. Like, they're watching an old variety show. 
starring the triplets of Belleville, who were the singing group in the 20s, and, and that doesn't get him going. She gets him a dog. It doesn't really help. She tries to get him interested in music. That doesn't really help. And then finally, she finds out that he likes cycling. And so that becomes their thing. That's the way that she gets through to him. That's the way that she kind of finds a reason for him to live. And he grows up to become a contender in the Tour de France and uh, ends up getting kidnapped by a bunch of mobsters who are going around. This sounds very far-fetched, Helen. It's mad, but it's beautiful. It's, It's this weird, crazy thing. Everybody is incredibly exaggerated. At one point, she... um. She gives him a massage on his aching legs by totally. using like a whisk. It's it's hilarious and, and brilliant, and I love it. And it's and it's so weird. It's all muddy colors. It's all squash, squash and stretch animation. Yeah, man, it's beautiful. All right, love it. Jimbo clearly hasn't seen it, so therefore the triplets of yes. Belfil, aka Belfil Rendezvous, Rendez- is in at five p.m. Hang on, Thank, uh, uh, hang on. you are actually at, is it in the tombola or are you actually just in the tombola? Okay, it's, it's in the tombola. Yeah. It's in the consideration just, code. I'm still yeah. unclear how this whole thing works. Yeah, Carry it's, on. It's, uh, okay. it's there on Virgin, um, and it's also for rent on Amazon, Chile, Sky, and Curzon. All right, so okay. at least explain to me what Chile is. But carry on. It's uh, a service. It's a service, yeah. and that's all you need to know. Uh, okay, so I'm going to go for my 5pm consideration. My choice is I offer up to you, I'm going to get you sucker. Okay, uh, okay. okay. Yeah, Interesting. Yeah. Does that mean you've seen it? Yes. I saw it a bit years ago. Okay, in that case, I am not going to offer up I'm going to get you sucker, uh, which is a Keenan Ivory Wayans written and directed and starring spoof uh, of black exploitation films, which is very, very funny. And I believe maybe Chris Rock's first film. He's only in it for like one scene, but uh, yeah. Yeah. All right, but screw you guys. You've seen it already. So uh, I, I'm going to switch to the dish. The di- I've seen the dish. <gasps> I've seen the dish. Sam Neill, of course, I've seen I the dish. I love the dish. Who hasn't seen the dish? <gasps> Honestly, oh, you guys are the worst. <laughs> what I haven't seen and have been meaning to see is the castle. All right, hang how on. about the give castle? What about the last give castle? Me second, give me a second. 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 No. Alas, Helen, the castle is not available to stream in this country, so therefore yeah. I'm going to go for the original, the taking of Pelham 123. I know there's a bit of a pivot because I was going from a heartwarming comedy to basically a hard-edged thriller with Walter Matthau and Robert Shaw, mm. but that's what I'm doing. I'm going to the original, the taking of Pelham So you're getting it on a technicality because I've seen the remake but I haven't seen the original. Yeah, no, that's not same. the technicality. That's you seeing a completely different film. <laughs> that, in fairness, that's true. Is it, so it's better than the remake? It is better than the remake. How then can it be better than the remake? Tony Scott, Denta Washington, Rosario Dawson, John Travolta, James Gandolfini. Remake's pretty good. The original is better. Walter Matthau at his most hangdog. Robert Shaw at his most psychotic uh, the designation of the thieves, which influenced Quentin Tarantino years later with Reservoir Dogs. Mm, that's true. So, and an all-timer of an ending. Martin Balsam, great, great stuff. Yes, right. please. Okay. Thieves taking over a train on the New York Underground. And Walter Matthau is like, oh, man, i got to deal with this. Ugh. Put it in the box. All right, it's in the box. Okay, okay. Now, the films that we're suggesting, like, obviously we've established that they don't all have to be good, but... They, like we're recommending them for one reason or other because I would like to recommend Push and I don't mean Push hey. I mean not based we're, on we're the novel by, by Sapphire but exactly but Push the superhero movie from I want to say what 2009 yeah, we're at the then. level now basically these aren't films that are good these are films that exist do you, that's, not, that's do you basically not like Push like, I've got real face. affection for I, Push I actually share his affection for Watching Push James I know panic. what part of it you have affection for no. Helen <laughs> excuse me very much <laughs> what so telekinetic Chris Evans has nothing to it's, do with your affection for this I'm not saying nothing but it is a superhero movie that has an interesting mythology yeah, it has of an interesting mythology like I like it uh, it's Dakota oh. Fanning it's Jarman Honsu and they have special you know, he's, a, he's, a, he's a mover isn't he yeah. and a, a shaker mover. a mover and a shaker and yet the pushers are the ones who can f- cause people to do certain things and stuff yeah. push an it's, idea in your head yeah it's, I, I thought it was great I thought it was a really fun interesting thing because I remember when we first saw it at Comic Con I think 2008 they had the, the preview for it I was like this looks amazing and then it came out and did no business at all all right. Okay. Push. I will accept push uh, because <laughs> at a push, James is. Let me find he's out. He's flailing around. I'm flailing. <laughs> I'm flailing. Let me find out where and if push is screening. Yes, it streams. It streams. It streams. You it can, streams. You can stream it on. I think it's it's got just got an infinity symbol. I think that's Virgin. Yeah. Uh, you can stream it on Virgin. <laughs> you can rent it on Apple, YouTube, Rakuten, everywhere, everywhere. You can get right. it everywhere. All right. Push. I will accept it. Uh, Helen. 
I was going to suggest. PM. Now, this is again not an obscure film, but it's one that you won't have seen. Oh, here we go. At least one of you. Uh, the Awful Truth. Oh, th- Helen, that is not Jerry Butler's best film. I've got to be honest. Okay, with that's Hartley. the ugly really, truth no, that you're thinking no, of. No, I'm sorry. He's just not. He's not firing on all cylinders. The Awful Truth is. Is this not Hartley? Oh, that's the unbelievable truth. Uh, I guess so. I don't know that one. So there we go. That's one we can do. The Ugly Truth is Jerry Butler. The yes, ugly that's truth the one that was Jerry Animal Butler. Attraction. Okay. Was it that the one? No, Animal no. Attraction was someone like you. Come oh, on, God, this is so confusing. That's the Hugh Jackman film with Ashley Judd. I don't know how I have to <sighs> They all kind of blend to together. No, because that one's actually quite good. Is it? Yes. Um, the Awful Truth. Is The Ugly was, Truth the one where he has like a remote would control you sex toy? <laughs> Yes, The Ugly Truth yes. is the one with the remote control yes. sex toy. Yes, okay, so I have seen that one. Does The Awful Truth have a remote control sex toy? Because if it doesn't, I'm not sure I want to see it. I think you might actually quite enjoy it. It's about this fabulous couple who are played by Cary Grant and Irene Dunn, and they not are... Not as attractive as Chris Evans. I would disagree with that. They're both incredibly gorgeous looking. Um, but they basically decide... that They both have this fabulous lifestyle. They go off with other people all the time and just like travel about the place. And so they decide, <laughs> oh, we're probably sli- cheating on each other. Let's get divorced. And when they get divorced, they basically decide that they should oh have been together God. all along. Aww. So they basically end up kind of undermining each other's attempts to mm. find somebody new. Um, they are the underminer! Yeah, and, and end up kind of getting back together. So it's kind of, you know, it's not a million miles from His Girl Friday, but it's very kind of witty gorgeous, rich people being fabulous in fabulous locations. Not unlike ourselves. Very, very similar to ourselves, but with more shagging about. Um, so The Awful Truth, it's not obscure. I cannot stress this enough. It's recently had a Criterion Edition release. It's that mm-hmm. kind of great film. Um, but uh, you can it? stream it. It's on. You can rent it on Amazon, Google Play, Chile, Microsoft, YouTube, Apple, just you name it. They got it. It's everywhere. Just Watch says it's streaming everywhere. Basically. Okay. Everywhere, everywhere. So, everywhere. No, so this right. is the comedy section. Like we're, we're having to do comedy. We don't have to. We don't have to. We don't have to. Because like I still you've, want you've to go to bat. Push. I'm, yeah. Okay. Fine. But can I? Can I? Can I then recant that and replace no. it with nuns on the run? Oh, no, boy. we'll do Runs and Run, uh, which we've seen at nine o'clock. We've <laughs> all seen Nuns on the Run. It's only streaming on BritBox and on, on Apple. Well, BritBox so like, is, a, is a must subscribe. Well, just yeah. for Nuns and the just Run. Just for Nuns on the Run, oh, which no. is you just Eric Idle, Robbie Coltrane. It's, it's, it's magnificent. It's all a right, masterpiece. Talk about it at nine o'clock. We'll come back. We'll come back. <laughs> it is really embarrassing to hear you, a professional film journalist. <laughs> I, mean, I heard the air quotes I mean, there. Call Nuns I mean, on the Run a masterpiece. Every word of that. professional film and journalist oh oh boy Helen what's not to love about Nuns on the Run I I mean look it's fine spectacles testicles wallet and what just the inviolata of the immaculate conception okay the whole hiding out as a nun thing was done better by Sister Act oh was it and the spectacles testicles wallet and watch is done better in keeping the faith yes but was anyone in either of those films called Sister Euphemia of the Five Wounds I mean, no, but I would. That's not the criteria I usually use to judge a film by. James, can I remind you of the title of the show? <laughs> the Great Unwatched, okay, not just the unwatched or the no, terrible unwatched. No. Okay, I will. I will maybe, possibly, possibly concede. <laughs> A fraction that Prayer of the Roller Boys may not be a nailed on five star film. I, I will think... give you that. But nuns on the run, I will hear no bad things said about Robbie Coltrane in a wimple. None. Honestly, I'm looking at your choices and five stars. Cumulatively. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. Seven o'clock. Here's my choice. Here's okay. my choice Return of the Living Dead. Okay. None of you have seen have it? Have I seen that one? I don't think so. Yes, we're in Which Return of the Living so Dead. There's so many of them and they're so interchangeable. Which one is um, Return of the Living Dead? Yeah, you absolute idiots. Uh, I, I, honestly, why am I friends with you? Uh, it is It is Dan O'Bannon, the guy who wrote yes. Alien. Yeah. Of course, this was his directorial debut. He wrote and directed it. It okay. is a very funny, very dark horror comedy, uh, which posits the idea that the offence of George A. Romero's Night of the Living Dead was basically based on a true story. And so you have uh, two people, two guys who are working in a warehouse, uh, Clue Gallagher and Tom Matthews, who went on, of course, as we all know, to star as Tommy Jarvis in Friday the 13th, part six, Jason Lives. We of all, course, we all of know course, that, we all know don't that. We? Okay, we all right, know that. good, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, anyway, so they, he, you know, they get themselves spooked and they, they, you know, with a story about this canister of gas, which, which started the Romero thing, and they open up the gas, the canister of gas, and it does indeed release this, this 
gas, which turns them into zombies and then reactivates the living dead, ah, uh, the people in the in the okay. graveyards. And these this these zombies are fast, so it predates oh wow okay. all the Danny Boyle mm-hmm. res, um, all the Danny Boyle Zack Snyder stuff, uh, and they can talk as well. So there are memorable bits where they overwhelm the police and then they'll pick up the radio and go, send more cops. And it's also got an uh, all-timer of an ending. It is uh, fantastic. It's known for a very memorable sequence, although a problematic sequence, obviously looking through today's lens, in which the uh, famous screen queen, Linnea Quigley, who plays a punk because a group of punks go along to <laughs> the nearby cemetery and get embroiled in the action naturally, as oh. you do. Uh, she decides that it, it would be a capital idea for her to simply just take all her clothes off and cavort around this graveyard completely naked. Uh, so uh, this is a it's, it's one of those types of movies. We've all done it. Uh, it's it's bonkers. It is brilliant. It is very, very funny. It is gory as hell. Yes, please. Return of the Living Dead. All right. Mm. Cool. Mm. I'm not convinced. All right. We're into 9 p.m. This is the last selection of movies then we're going to choose. We're going to program the day. Okay. I was going to also suggest a horror comedy. Now, I think you two might, well, I'm pretty sure you've seen this, mm-hmm. um, but I have to suggest it because I think not enough people in the world have seen it. And I put it on at home once for my brother and sisters and we thought our parents had gone safely to bed and then my mum reappeared and ended up watching it. And I thought she'd be horrified, but instead she cackled like I have never heard. And that that film is Tucker and Dale versus Evil, which I just think is a lot of fun. I think I might have seen it. <gasps> I can't remember. It does qualify. Hurrah. Helen, please, please do continue. Tell us more about this Tucker and Dale versus Bob. Evil. Evil. Evil right. Bob. Evil uh, so Bob. yeah, it's it's about these two, um, basically it's about a bunch of college students who are headed off to a remote cabin in the woods for a weekend. We all know that's going to go badly. Yeah. <laughs> and on the way, they are horrified by some rednecks that they bump into who are played by Alvin Tudyk and Tyler Labine. And they uh, are, are scared of these guys. They think that they're probably going to try and kill them. Then we switch to the rednecks' point of view, and it turns out they're absolute sweethearts and are looking forward to getting away themselves for the weekend and working to fix up an old cabin in the woods that they hope to turn into a sort of dream home. Um, And then through a series of ridiculous misunderstandings, uh, the college kids think they're being terrorised by the rednecks. The rednecks think they're being terrorised by these college kids who keep basically falling dead in front of them uh, through a series of unfortunate accidents. And it just builds and builds and builds uh, into incredibly gory sequences that no one's really entirely responsible for, at least through most of the film. I just love it. I think it's hilarious. Um, And it is very silly, but also very fun. I have no time for your comedies. No, obviously, you're too busy watching Nuns on the Run. Nuns on the Run is a masterpiece, Helen, you take that back. Is this what you're suggesting, Nuns on the Run, despite the fact we've all seen it? Hey, I've already nuns, I've already entered Nuns on the, on the Run into the Tom Bowler. It's in there already, it's wimples not. and all. It's not. It is. Push, push was your seven o'clock choice. I, but I'd already, I recanted Push you and cannot, I put Nuns you, on the no. Run in there instead. Yeah. You, well, cannot put, can, you cannot pull Push. Nuns on the Run can be your nine o'clock <laughs> choice and we just won't vote for it. Um, hey! All right, I'm putting in Nuns on the Run as James's nine o'clock choice despite the fact that it is famously terrible. It's not famously terrible. It is famously misunderstood, much like myself. <laughs> it's actually because we can't hear you anymore. Uh, all right, so my final choice is, as James has already teased by, well, saying the name of the film, is The Hidden. The Hidden It's another 19... No, it's 1987, maybe 1988 movie uh, directed by Jack Shoulder. Uh, yeah, 1987. He directed it after he directed Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge, and it stars Kyle MacLachlan and Michael Nouri uh, and uh, Claudia Christian. Yes, it does. Claudia Christian uh, from oh, Babylon 5. Babylon 5. That's right. Yes. Babylon 5 is a big pile of shit. <laughs> Get yeah. out. Thank you. Uh, and uh, it is the story of an alien, a terrible and evil alien that comes to Earth and it uh, possesses people essentially and moves from body to body uh, a bit like Mitch Pelegi in Shocker uh, which is another one I might recommend should we ever seen do it. a second episode of this but yeah. has Helen seen it? Has That's Helen seen Shocker? Have you, seen Shocker? have you been no, introduced to the magic of Horace Pinker? <laughs> and, and no I have no? not. Alright there we go. Hidden's uh, good. It likes fast cars. Hidden is great so this alien goes around leaving a trail of crime sprees and bodies and destruction in its wake and it moves from body to body and Kyle MacLachlan is a heroic but mysterious FBI agent who teams up with local cop Michael Nury to track down this miscreant who is running rogue in the streets of LA and it is 
absolutely wild. I love it it's deeply, great. and I would recommend it thoroughly. And it is streaming on uh, a number of sites. Uh, I've checked by the way. All the other ones I've recommended are are available. Mm, uh, you can rent it on uh, Apple TV, Chili, Amazon, and Yotab. Yotab. So there we go. That is my choice. I always used to watch Hidden. It was on the same VHS tape as Dark Angel. You remember Dolph Lundgren's Dark Angel from yes, 1990? Which is not available. It's not available. It I checked. That's another available. one. It's in the same bin as Prayer of the Roller Boys. Yeah. We should find them. I Get, checked. We should we start like a GoFundMe. Dark Angel, the American title. Do you know the American title of it? I don't know. We, we come, come in peace. peace. We yes, I didn't know that. Because that's the, that. the last, that's his payoff line for the baddies. Right. So that's about another alien that comes to Earth and Dolph Lundgren has to fight it with the help of Brian Ben Ben, that's who right. was the star of the uh, classic on. HBO show dream on um and at the end of the at the the film the alien keeps saying i come in peace mm. and so and he fires cds that's right He's cds homing cds yes yeah. and he uh, says to dolph lundgren at the end uh, i come in peace <laughs> and, and dolph says, lundgren says but you go yes, in pieces amazing. and then blows him away Classic. that's not what we're recommending <laughs> we're recommending the hidden which is tremendous it's trashy it's got fantastic action but really good character work as well there's a lovely art with Carl McLaughlin uh, as he well I won't spoil it but it's yeah. a really beautiful beautiful piece of, uh, of character it's work it's a hidden gem well. it is literally the hidden gem uh, so that's my choice for 9pm alright so very quickly now we're going to program the day so 11am we have the contenders are okay. from the uh, Consideration Cove Zero Effect Safety Last Noises Off uh, Can't vote for your own stuff damn it <laughs> <laughs> Who votes for zero effect, hands and I know this is a podcast, but James has gone for zero effect. You cannot vote for your own stuff, James. Who who votes for safety last? Is James voting? What are you voting for? Uh, I, I I I none of them. I want to oh vote my for mine, so I have to vote for one of yours. We, we got well, we, we just got a program. What do we think is a good start today? Let's let's each come out of this with two choices. Well, safety last literally is not called safety first, so it's disqualified on technicality. It's a play on words. That's the point. <laughs> also, I need noise in the morning, which disqualifies both of your choices. Noise is off, has no noise, and safety last has no noise. noise Therefore, zero effect. It's called noise is off, so they obviously turn off the noise. So, uh, so, so mine zero effect I wins. Because it has a soundtrack. I vote for noises off. Noises off. I feel that's a conspiracy. You can't vote for your own, so your vote is voided. So (laughs) noises off wins. Hang on. Hang on. I don't think that's how maths works. I don't think that's how maths work either. But but, um, noises off is the winner of the 11 a.m. slot. That means we get the day off to a really funny start. Who wants to follow up Miracle Mile? Nobody? Nobody? All right. (laughs) Uh, So either the prophecy or, but I'm a cheerleader. Uh, I, I think I'm, the prophecy is a bit too heavy. I'm, yeah, I'm voting for, but I'm a cheerleader because I think, it's one of these yeah. things I, I kind of want to watch. So, okay, but um, I'm a cheerleader at one p.m. Yeah. Okay, so noise is off. Then, but I'm a cheerleader at one p.m. Then yeah. we have a All little right. break for lunch. Yes. Okay. What are you feeding us? Some canapes, some sandwiches. Nando's. Nando's. All right, oh, good. I'm out. <laughs> Helen is completely gone at this point. Helen's uh, going to KFC. Three p.m. Kissing Jessica Stein. Seems like old times or pump up the volume. Pump up the volume. Come on. It's not even a choice. I may have to agree with James here. I think it it's pump up the volume. Because we've had me. two we've had two comedies in a row. Mm. So we can go a little bit more serious, but we don't go, want to go the full yeah. way yeah. to like Megadeth serious. <laughs> <laughs> they may well play Megadeth at one point. Sadly, they might actually, yeah. I have to agree with that as well. The other the other two are just a little bit too samey. So all right, pump up the volume at uh, three PM. But hey, listen, if you're listening to this at home and you fancy watching these other movies that we've recommended as well then check them out mm. maybe you can program yourself an 18 film marathon oh or boy. maybe even more uh, alright 5pm The Last Supper Belleville Rendezvous or The Taking of Pelham 123 <sighs> I'll be honest I don't like either of your choices here. <laughs> The Taking of Pelham 123 is amazing is it okay I mean I believe you and everything hard bitten thriller but I was so bored by the remake you wouldn't be have bored you seen, you haven't seen The Last Supper or have you no I haven't I don't think I don't think it's good I mean, I do like films about rendezvous. I mean, understand, I'm only recommending it because Prayer of the Roller Boys isn't available. Like, that's implicit. All right. Here's the thing, though. If we choose Helen's, then, 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 that's, then that's two choices for Helen already. Because she's got Amber Cheerleader and Belva Rendezvous. And that rules are out the running for this the the seven pm and nine pm slots. Yeah, according to Tattoo the rules, voting. Just Let's arbitrarily do that. made up. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. Uh, all right, Helen's happy. A bit of animation. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And we learn shit too. You do about you know 
Rendezvous in Belleville. And it's got cycling in it, which is not rollerblading, but it's close. So that's, <laughs> there you, you go. Know. There we go. Prayer of the Bellevilles uh, at 5pm. All right. Okay. 7pm. Uh, the Awful Truth is out. Sorry, yep, Helen. Yep, old film disqualified. The Ugly Boring. Truth also out. Super good uh, film. Yeah, the, the Ugly <laughs> Truth was never in the running. But The Unbelievable Truth is in there. N- no, uh, again. 7pm is Push or Return of the Living Dead. When Push comes to shove, which do you want to see? Do you want to see Linnea Quigley cavorting naked in a graveyard or Chris Evans with a... Okay, it's Push. It's Push. Push is a choice at 7pm. The, the truth is I have seen Push and I really like it, but I haven't seen Return of the Living Dead and you did kind of sell it. It's... Return of the Living Dead based on the novel Push by <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Got to get the full name in there. All right. So are we going for Return of the Living Dead? Are we going for that? I don't want to watch that, but sure, put on what you want. You'll love it. I'll go you'll and make some it. food in the kitchen. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, no. He's, he's boxed us in. He's too clever. He's too clever, this oh, no. one. He's too Excellent. clever. Oh, no. We can't have your choice at 9 p.m. What was my choice? Uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Okay. We can't have my choice at 9 p.m. What was that? The Hidden. Oh, yeah. So what does that leave us with? Nuns on the run! Oh, yes! Come on! He, Congratulations, I, we've I'd played rather, ourselves. We should all now sing The Race by Yellow, for that no. is the unofficial theme of Nuns on the Run. I'm all right, gonna, okay, I'm going to okay. watch The Hidden. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to time turner this. I think we should watch Push at 7pm and finish yes. off with The Hidden. Yes! Let's do that! Much better. Chris Everyone Evans with a beard. Push the and then The Hidden. Chris Evans with a beard. <laughs> Chris Evans with a beard. Come Chris on. Evans with a beard at 7pm, 9pm. Claudia Christian, you like her? There She's in Babylon 5. I do. I, but I'd still you'd, rather see Robbie Coltrane in you'd a You'd be wimple. asleep at that point anyway. That's yeah. probably true. Yeah. But I we have, a, we have a, si- a list. We have a system. We have a the list. The system All right. works. Folks. Thank you, Just If watch. anyone listening to this actually does this marathon, let us know. <laughs> Tell us what it's like. 11 a.m. You start with Noises Off. Solid. 1 p.m. You segue smoothly into But I'm a Cheerleader. Boom. But I'm a Cheerleader. Then you have a bit of lunch. Sure. At 3 p.m., you pump up the volume with pump up the volume. At 5 p.m., you don't have the last supper. It's far too early. Instead, you have a rendezvous with Belleville rendezvous. Then at 7 p.m., just as the the pizza guy is pushing the doorbell to bring Uh you the lovely pizza, you watch Chris Evans has a beard. Mm. In Push. Based on the novel Push. Push. And then at 9 p.m., it's a hidden gem, the hidden. Boom. Boom. There we go. What a marathon. What an incredible marathon. And, and if what? you still have energy at the end, you could watch Nuns on the Run. I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm just saying. Yes. You could. You like, could. That's allowed. It's you fine. could. You could. You could absolutely do that. No one can stop you. That's true. Anyway, that is it. I think this has been a, a, a <laughs> resounding success. <laughs> This is the first and hopefully not the last episode of The Great Unwatched, brought to you in association, of course, by Just Watch. Why waste time searching for a film when you could just watch? Install the app now on your iOS or Android device. All that remains now is for me to say goodbye to my two colleagues of such lethal cunning, Helen O'Hara. Toodaloo. And James Dyer. Goodbye. And I'm off to, well, quite frankly, continue arguing with these two. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye. Bye. 